than answers, like if one synchronized swimmer drowns, do the rest have to drown as well? Hi America! <laughs> and America came third in the synchronized drowning. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show, more questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for doing things behind my back as I'm reading out the intro. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I've called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and Heather Vesson, Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather is on a Bloody Mary diet. She has lost three days already. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy <laughs> Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle realised that the dumber people think she is the more surprised they're going to be when she kills them. <laughs> yeah. Works every time. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. In the background, ever present, omnipresent through the show, Nathan Bush. Nathan realized that if a tomato is a fruit, then ketchup is technically a smoothie. Welcome to the show, Nathan. Whoa. Tomato smoothie, anyone? Hello, Adrian. It is disgusting, you're right. Put some vodka in it. 
There? Oh, What's wrong with you, Pete? <laughs> I really don't think that having a Bloody Mary counts for one of your fruit and veg portions for the day. Why? In the same way that you smoking grape swisher sweets doesn't add to your fruit and vegetable portions. Why? Oh, I don't know. Shattering illusions as we go. Oh. This is Series 2, Episode 131. 131 is a drunken number with a love of homicide and fruit-based condiments. That's right. Mm. If you dialed 131, you would be put through to the Chilean Emergency Medical Services. We've not done that for a while, have we? No. Looked at emergency numbers. We had a run of those, didn't we, back in the day? So if you have a stroke in Santiago, (laughs) acute appendicitis in Arica, or have tendonitis in Talca, 131 is the number for you. So... For the first time on MQTA Radio, all you need to know, fascinating facts, and bizarre and interesting comments on Chile. Marks to be had. Points distributed early on, straight off the bat. I know you're all experts on that thin slither of land to the left of the Andes. The Chilean city of Valparaiso is in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the biggest what? Does it have to do with the number of people doing it? No. Oh. We could be here some time. We could. I would have to say it has the biggest moon streak. What's a moon streak? Oh, we are running naked. <laughs> so once a year... In your mind, in Chile, Chile. everyone is running butt naked through the streets, mooning. And it's in the Guinness World Records. Why not? For the biggest collective group of running through the streets, mooning. Yeah. Anywhere in the world. And South America holds that. Why not? You're miles away, Miss Morris. Michelle, you're looking worried because your time was coming. You knew it was imminent. Maypole. A maypole. I may give you a point because it it is an event. This happens once a year. They have the largest firework display anywhere in the world. How does 16. that equate? What? Well, it's the most amount of fireworks and they count them. And it's like, oh, we've got more than Argentina. We've got more than <laughs> Colombia. It turns how out we've got more than anyone. That's a world record. How does Maypole give her a point? It's an event rather than a collective <laughs> streaking. <laughs> That's an event. Shit, it would be an event. <laughs> Let's do it in the studio as we speak. <sighs> Nathan's got his trousers. He had his trousers Nathan! off. Nathan! Wow. <laughs> he had his trousers off before the show started, to be fair, just in case that came up. 16,000 fireworks, the largest display anywhere in the world. Once a year, if you go to Valparaiso in Chile, you will see that up in the night sky in all its epoplectic glory. What does a Chilean woman not get? On her wedding night. Well, that's obvious. Why would that be obvious? We've lost Michelle. We could be having our first drink of the night if a snort is imminent and we're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game. I dialed it back down. Oh, she's wound up. I'll be nice. She doesn't get alcohol. She does not get alcohol on her wedding day. They don't need her passing out. They don't need her passing out. They Mm -mm. need a fully functioning. Bride. To get through yeah. the evening. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing we want is to be drunk and disorganised. That's it? right. Michelle, what does a Chilean woman not get on her wedding day? Cake. I'll give you a clue. German women get a really long, hard one. Sausage! <laughs> <laughs> yes, nothing says love on your wedding day 
<laughs> like the gift of processed meat products. No, well, German women may get that on their wedding night, but that's not the answer I was looking for. It is their last name. They don't get... Chilean women don't take on their husband's last name. And, of course, German women get a long, hard last name on their wedding day. That's not fun. It's true, I tell you. They do like a compound noun, don't they? The Teutonic nations. <gasps> Chile has the biggest outdoor what in the world? They're in the Guinness Book of Records for a lot of things, are Chile. They have the biggest outdoor what? The biggest outdoor... Streak. Cathedral. Cathedral. Oh. Well... As opposed to those indoor cathedrals you can get. Yes. Okay. Look at that Notre Dame. It fits in yes. your living room nicely, doesn't it? Stadium. Stadium. The biggest outdoor stadium in the world. Yeah. Okay. Michelle, any thoughts? They've got the biggest outdoor what? Square. They have the biggest outdoor swimming pool anywhere in the world. Oh, it holds gross. 66 million gallons and is 20 times bigger than any Olympic swimming pool. At oh, the end of the first round on MQTA, that will never happen again because my guests know absolutely nothing about South America. Michelle is on one point for at least getting that there was an event. Heather. She didn't say event. <laughs> is yet to score. That was a date, to be fair. Heather. Oh, my. Okay, she gets a point for being on a date. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Form I-131 is the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services form for refugee travel and re-entry permits. So, oh. for the first time on MQTA, I can't believe that's true. Fascinating facts and figures of American immigration. Oh, How many God. languages are spoken in the United States oh. of America? And that doesn't include your accents that you do on a weekly basis, Ms. Morris. Nearest one wins. Someone's going to get some points. How many what languages? How many languages are spoken based on the Officially last... Officially or unofficially? <gasps> on the last census record this data come from in 2016. Um, I'm going to say 12. 12 languages are officially spoken in the United States of America. Yeah. You're going with that, are you? Pig Latin counts, doesn't it? <laughs> Let's make it 13 just to be safe. S yeah. um, There's more than that just for the Native American nations, surely. You're going with 13. I'm going with 12. 12. <laughs> Don't let my opinion deter you in any way when I'm holding the answers in my hand. Michelle, how many languages officially are spoken in the United States of Amoeba? 300. You have got the points. It is 400. And 60 languages officially spoken. I don't spoken. believe it. Yes, you've gone through every accent. I've counted them over the last four years. It's true, I tell you. Iodine-131 is a radioisotope of iodine for medical and pharmaceutical use. Who is the best at making bad jokes about iodine and americium? I am. Oh, God. I know our listeners like jokes about the periodic table. Yes. It now comes to my favourite part of the show. The part of the show everyone likes the best. It is the mailbag. Mailbag! Yay! He was always a slow learner. <laughs> mailbag, it's your messages of support, your emails, all of the fabulous notes you leave for us on Facebook. I love reading out. If you do want to give us your messages of support, we will be reading them out. 
as long as my mother could listen to them, because I'm led to believe she listens to the show even when she's snoring. <laughs> she listens unconsciously. She's currently dreaming about us in a room answering questions about Chile. Barb in Minnesota has posted, I wonder how many times we tell ghost stories and the ghosts around us are saying, I never said that. He's not even telling it right. Do you wonder, do you know when we talk about the ghosts we encounter on our investigations all over the Midwest, all over the world, how many times the ghosts have followed us home, they sat with us in the studio, standing next to us going, I never said that. Did you say that? He's telling it wrong. You say this to me every time. You set me up when we're in public for a conversation, when we're on an expo, and you say, tell them the story about this. And I go to tell it, and then you say, you're not telling it right. That's true. This is how this works. But the ghosts would be doing the very same things I'm led to believe. Tanya from Australia has posted. Hi, Tanya! That she got our Mighty Boosh reference on episode 125, and now she wants three points. Yay! It's an outrage! It's an outrage! If you don't know what the Mighty Boosh is, it's a very, very surreal and strange British underground cult television comedic show from the 2000s, and you need to go and look it up. Watch it when you're drunk. It will make more sense, that is true. But that is the Mighty Boosh. from California. We throw in cultural references almost line by line. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Mighty Boosh. We throwing film references, Daffy comedic Duck. references. You go with Daffy Duck, I'll go with Blade Runner. <laughs> and people write in, people get them. And I'm very grateful for that. So thank mm-hmm. you. We have a very intelligent and cultured listening audience. It makes me very happy. Lindsay in Vermont asks if we employ laughing gas during the show. <laughs> yes, Heather is on her second glass of laughing gas. <laughs> oh, that's true. Lindsay also asks who my favourite artists are because she says I'm an art historian. Mm-hmm. I like many. It's like asking somebody what their favourite music is. So there is a list. But I like Edward Hopper. Mm-hmm. He's very good, of course. Big fan of Toulouse Lautrec. That guy can draw. Three or four lines on a bit of paper. Fantastic. Dega, you can't beat those oil pastel studies. Masaccio, early Renaissance, invented portrait painting, perspective. His Holy Trinity in the Santa Maria Novella is worth a look. Jean-Michel Basquiat, if we're going to go modern. Very good artist, of course. Has an exhibition in London at the moment. Died in the 1980s. Dated Madonna and Andy Warhol. There's not many people in life can say, I've dated Madonna and Andy Warhol. You well, can't say it anymore. No, <laughs> that's right. Unless we go and get a spade. In fact, I was thinking there's probably a lot of people that have said I've dated Madonna and Andy Warhol. Mark Rothko. There you go. If oh. you want a bit of depression, giant canvases covered in maroon. You'll be slitting your wrist within the end of the day. Who'd you like the to show? The long way. The long way. <laughs> no messing around. If you're going to do it, do it properly. Oh. You're an art historian. You like art, don't yes, you? Yes, I love it. Um, I'm a big Botticelli fan. Jelly Botty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have a couple of curries and a beer and we'll play Jelly Botty. Yes. The birth of Venus, of course, mm-hmm. among many other things. The Primavera. Who else? Anyone else? This is going I, very I love Albrecht Dürer. Dürer. Mm-hmm. I have a deck of tarot cards designed by Dürer. Famous, of course, for the rhinoceros and the hair mm-hmm. with all the little details it's on it. It's my favourite. And I like Jérôme. Nice. There's some good ones. What about yourself, Miss Morris? Myself. You like yourself? (laughs) And why not? (laughs) That's right. There was your chance to show everyone how cultured you were, and you went for you. Yes. Outside, let's just put you to one side for a second, and let's say we're going to go with Gombrich. Rembrandt. Rembrandt. Okay. I have a Rembrandt engraving of a windmill. I I know. I have one such thing. Nathan in the background. Shout me out an artist you like. 
Michelangelo. Michelangelo. There. Perfect. Leonardo. He likes the late Renaissance period. Well, good friends, of course. They used to hang out together. There we go. So thank you for that, Lindsay in Vermont. Little bit of culture there. We'll get on with the fart jokes shortly. Leslie and I were posted. <laughs> Another great show. Keep your hands off your doors, apparently. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Nathan's been sitting here with his hands on his doors for most of the show. Oh. Jerry in Michigan has said, my days are empty now, as I have finished all of the episodes oh, on SoundCloud. Jerry. Do so it again. We're going to have to go through them all again. And we post our <laughs> shows, of course, weekly. We so try. you do have archives. We have things on YouTube as well. Many wondrous things. If you go to YouTube and search for more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, you will find some outtakes. You will laugh so hard, a small amount of we will come out. Martin, our regular listener in New York. Martin! Has an amazing online auction site called Martin's Online Auctions. It's on Facebook. You can buy everything on there from Living Dead Dolls to 80s concerts t-shirts you're just a couple of clicks away from owning what is the strange the mysterious the bizarre the oddly intriguing no no nothing oddly intriguing at all you've already shown angry you've shown good taste by tuning into the show now you can surround yourself with good taste as well that's martin's online auctions and a big thank you to martin in new york because he did send us a painting through the post this week that is awesome we're going to take a photograph of the painting hanging up in the studio with the four of us Happy smiling faces. Thank this is a very cool show. Thank you so much, Martin. Yeah. Amazing. A lot of culture on the show, and a big thank you to Martin there. We have a Facebook site, all of tonight's stories, all of the jokes, all of the banter, all of the cartoons and the merriment is there for you. If you go to Facebook and search for more questions than answers, with Adrian Lee, we have over 6,000 followers on there. As mentioned, all of our shows are archived on SoundCloud. They're absolutely free. All of the shows for the last four years go to soundcloud.com. Search for MQTA Radio, and you can listen to the whole works back-to-back, in the car, long journeys, in the gym, walking the dog, or if you're at work. And remember, if you're listening now on SoundCloud or any other our platforms, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate the show? We do an extra 20 to 25 minutes at the top of the hour that does not go out on air. It is laden with filth, filth. innuendo, innuendo. naughtiness. Naughty. They're the stories from around the world based on sexual intrigue and dirtiness. <laughs> we can't read them out. For fear of being removed off fine, but we do them in the studio and there's an extra 20 to 25 minutes. You can find that on SoundCloud and I believe they call that a little Easter egg. You get a little bit extra and a little bit of naughtiness there. We have a Twitter account, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. That's T-I-P-S. We have 90,000 followers on there. We have a Patreon account. If you wish to donate to the show, this show is free. It will always be free. We love doing this show. We've done it relentlessly for four years. You still keep listening every week, so I really appreciate that. But if you wish to donate a solitary dollar for our studio costs, for keeping all of our platforms running, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn and SoundCloud. Bloody Marys. Bloody Marys. We would appreciate the paper we get <laughs> through. of wine. <laughs> yes. It started out that Michelle would have a nip here and there. She's bringing in a bag of wine. <laughs> When did that happen? Where was I? 
It's like a shopping bag. It's like a good idea. And now you can't read and focus properly. What could possibly go wrong? But all of a sudden, you're funny. Hurrah! I've suddenly become more interesting. Who knew? That's patreon.com. More questions and answers. You can donate a dollar. There's lots of fun things that you will get for your dollar. You get to archive the show before anyone else. There's lots of sponsorship and fun. Like and a month exciting. ahead, I think they are. They are indeed. You can listen to us first. You can listen on Friday. We go out at 8 p.m. Central Time. So you can listen first in the week on a Friday night on the Dark Matter Digital Network.com. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. I just want to remind you that if you wanted to see the ghosts and hauntings and mystery and mayhem and murders exhibition in Redwood Falls in Redwood County in central southwest Minnesota, you literally have just two weeks left. It's five dollars to get in. All the money goes to charity. That's the Redwood Falls County Museum. It has the most amazing artifacts in there, the history of paranormal investigating. There's axes on display that took part in some very, very mean and nasty axe murders back in the day. When the exhibition's over, all those police artifacts and all those murder weapons are going to go back into storage and may not be seen ever again. So you have one last chance to see that. That's Redwood Falls County Museum, Redwood County. And that lasts until the 31st of October. It's only $5 to get in. You will never see anything else like that in the rest of your life and that would be worth the trip but do check the opening times would be my advice does that mean little chucky's coming back <gasps> oh yes, jesus back Mary in the, and all, the, all the possessed dolls that are currently in that <laughs> chucky doll, exhibition yeah. are in oh, fact God. coming back into the studio that is 100 percent. i hate that thing correct well i'm not asking you to kiss it i'll take it to bed with you my book Mysterious Midwest Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales from the Dead is now available. You can get that on Amazon and in all good bookshops. And as a forward written by Grammy Award winning basis of Megadeth, David Ellefson. And I will tell you right now that in the coming weeks, I've just sent this off to the publishers literally 10 minutes ago. Did it while I was on air. Press the send button. My book is currently being printed. It's all been cleared to go. The final manuscript was clean. The cover's been designed. It's got its barcode, its ISBN number. The book, Mysterious Minnesota, Digging Up the Ghostly Past at 13 Haunted Sites, the second edition, revised, expanded, is going to be available very shortly, probably before the end of next week's show. So have a look out for that. That's coming out for Halloween, and I'm going to push that perhaps over the next few weeks. Miss Halloween Halloween is it's imminent. I love Halloween. It's your favourite time of the year. It is. We're in such demand, it's great. Over the Halloween period, I've got everyday books, there's interviews, TV work, radio. And then come November, we're sat here in the dark with a washcloth on our face, the telephone not ringing, just like Santa Claus in January. Not me, I'm still making stuff. You're still making stuff. I'm the one who's sat in the studio <laughs> all by myself. Wanna be, yeah. With Chucky. With Chucky, there we go. Now, we no. had a fun time last Thursday. Oh, yes. I want to talk about our trip. We went to Granite Falls, a fabulous town, population of around two and a half, three thousand, southwest central Minnesota. I'm sure they have never seen the likes in their town ever before. We did an amazing talk. It was sponsored by the city administration, City Hall. We raised money for some very good charities, including the Historical Society there and a daycare 
center so we raised a lot of money it was five dollars to get in the place was crammed it was absolutely packed standing room only we worked out that something like 15 percent of the entire population of the town Mm -hmm. came out to see us talk michelle you've never been no to any of the events we run you came out for the first time, showed your face to the public. I did. Showed everyone that you were, in fact, real. real. And people were touching <laughs> you and making sure you were real and not just an apparition. Mm, yeah. <laughs> what was it like for you? Because, you know, I do these on a regular basis every week, a couple of times a week. How was it for you seeing the public? What was that like? It constantly amazes me when I am recognized by complete strangers. It amazes me as well because we're I on know. the radio. <laughs> I know. They just, recognize your voice. By being a, just from being on the show, but I will tell you, it is so much fun. It's great, isn't it? Our fans are the best. We do have a lot of fun. We do have a lot of fun. And my friend Brian from Britain was on the mm-hmm. show last week. He came with us as well. He stood up and gave a talk. So they got two Brits for the price of one we packed the place out and i just want to thank everyone who organized i want to thank kathy i want to thank crystal crystal came up to you and said that you should be getting two points yes i should when have members of the general public (laughs) decided at what points get distributed on this show so you're now up to seven would you believe i'm yet to score crystal heather's yet to score but you're on a mighty seven i am hedonistic times I do want to go back to Granite Falls. They've got an amazing oh, I building. Loved it there. Yeah. There's a building there called the Andrew Volstead House. Mm-hmm. It was built during the Victorian period. He was the guy that started Prohibition. So imagine if you do an investigation there and you bring a bottle of whiskey as a trigger object, what might happen? Or a bag of wine. Or a bag of wine. <laughs> he might not understand necessarily in spirit what a bag of wine actually consists of. So we may have to explain that to him. What I found remarkable is Andrew Volstead came from Granite Falls and founded the Prohibition Movement. Fascinating. His next-door neighbour was Jacob Schmidt. Yes. Who founded the Schmidt Brewery. Beer tycoon. Can you imagine having a comedy series, a sitcom on the telly set in the 1880s, where you've got, you know, it's the Jacob and Andrew show, (laughs) and they're chatting over the garden fence. The founder of the Schmidt Brewery, next door to Andrew Volstead, who founded Prohibition. That's a great sitcom, isn't it? There's plenty of mileage to be had there. Set in the 1880s, Victorian drawing rooms. There's a lot of comedic value in that. I thought that was great. But a big thank you to Granite Falls. We had a fabulous, fabulous time. Thank you so much. Michelle is now on seven. I am yet to score. Heather is also yet to score. And Tanya is on a remarkable three for guessing right. Our mighty boosh reference in episode 100. And 25. This is the first round of the evening. It's the round of ghosts and hauntings. A student nurse claims she has captured a ghostly figure sat in her armchair, which she believes could be a previous tenant who died in the cottage. Rebecca Key said she had already heard strange noises in her Portsmouth home one night last month when her dog Jilly woke up at 2am and began to stare at the chair. It is true, isn't it? How many times in your life has the cat or dog suddenly looked round? Sometimes all the cats and all the dogs look round together into the same spot. You think, what's the cat looking at? You look, there's nothing there. And of course, cats and dogs see in a wider range of light than we do. They see the UV and IR spectrum greater than us. We have cameras on investigations called full spectrum cameras that see in a greater range than what our eyes can see in. This is a remarkable concept. You've seen 
shadow figures and ghosts walking around a house on the camera, the full spectrum camera, and you look up from the viewing screen and there's nobody there. But you look back down to the screen and you can see people walking around. You could waste your life wandering around this planet, viewing it from a one inch by one inch screen of a full spectrum camera. We're missing out on half the things that are happening around us. Orally and visually, I would suggest. When the TV also started playing up, the 24-year-old was compelled to take two photographs to see what she would capture. She was stunned to discover one image appeared to show the shape of a man sat in the seat while the other one didn't. So she's got a control. She's got a photograph of a ghost in one picture and she took two and it's not in the other. Rebecca believes the spooky figure is either the deceased tenant or the ghost of her dad trying to protect her, who died aged 44 of a heart attack in 2012. She said, ever since I've lived here, I've sensed a man watching me. I feel like he tries to contact me. I only hear and see things when I'm alone. I spoke to my neighbours and asked them about it. They said years ago someone came over to investigate their own house and found that there were two ladies and a man present. The man apparently wanders and the area I see is orbs and where there used to be a walkway connecting both our houses, there's now a cupboard and it's blocked off. I don't know how long the man died, but it was as if he had wandered in and sat down to watch the television with us. I'm guessing he died when television was invented, otherwise he'd be sitting down there wondering what all those flickering images were on the box. Many other times I've seen orbs when sat down watching TV. They usually cross one corner of the room to the chair area. Before she knew of the young man who passed away in her home, Rebecca could sense ghosts around the house and because of this decided to snap what her pet Labrador was looking at. Rebecca said the night I took the photograph I heard loud rolling noises upstairs. We have carpeted floors but it sounded like a metal ball on a wooden floor. We were watching a war film and my dog was fast asleep on me. He got up and suddenly stared at the corner chair. I took a photograph straight away and it revealed what appeared to be a man sitting down. It's freaky because on the live photo version the TV said look at me when the man appears in the chair. After initially being startled by her discovery, Rebecca claims she feels more settled knowing the ghost isn't causing her any harm. Ghostly chair, or I just don't care. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers. With Adrian Lee and you can see the photograph of the ghost sitting in the chair in glorious Halloween Technicolor. I shall give myself two points for being fun, spooky, and informative. Heather Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Eerie footage emerged showing a series of allegedly paranormal disturbances at a school in Cork. The recording, which was uploaded on the YouTube channel of Deer Park CBS, shows just under two minutes of footage captured in the early hours of the morning by a CCTV security camera. At first, nothing happens. However, Around 16 seconds into the clip, a door in the corridor to the right suddenly slams shut with a loud bang, seemingly without human intervention. Have you guys seen this clip at all? Yes. Yes. I've seen this clip. It's a little 
sketchy. Mm-hmm. Are you going to say the magic B word so everyone can have a drink all over the world? I will say it at the end. Let me just. Oh, <laughs> she's not going to do it to her own story. Michelle had half the drink downer. I know, I know. At around 33 seconds into the clip, one of the locker units begins to rock back and forth on its own, followed by a separate locker on the adjoining unit, which flies open, spreading papers everywhere. The activity ends with a wet floor sign falling over by itself at around a minute 22 on the video. I was going to say, I thought you was going to say. <laughs> what was that? I'm deaf in one ear. Half of our listeners have fallen asleep and the, just woken that up. That was the wet floor sign. What? Falling. <laughs> no. I thought you was going to say a wet willy. <laughs> the ghostly wet willy of a bony icy finger penetrating your auric field. Oh, bringing it to the listeners. This is in cork, is it? Yes. If you're startled and scared to within an inch of your life, a cork could be very beneficial, couldn't it, in many respects? But as everything really as it seems, the fact that the locker unit is situated directly in front of a window is certainly suspicious, as someone could simply have been pushing it from the outside. The door that slams at the beginning is also too far away to make out properly. I call bunk. Bunk. Yay. If you're playing the Yay. bell, bunk and snort drinking Hold. game anywhere around the world, you Hold. can now take a shot. Hold. There's more than one bunk. Oh no, it's a double. It happens three times in that video. So bunk, bunk, bunk. Thank you, Heather. <laughs> We're not going to make it to the end of the show. Three bunks for the price of one. Hurrah! Three bunks and cork. Nice! <laughs> Just how every Friday night ends up for Michelle. <laughs> we've investigated a lot of haunted schools. We've done Wyndham. We've done Morton. We've investigated haunted schools in Viola. There's lots of ghostly kids running around. I think the thing that I find so hard to believe about this clip is maybe not if one thing happened. Right. I'll even give it two. But to have three... <laughs> Just to make sure. We'll fake three, three things. Three, maybe four things happen within a minute yeah. 22. You know what? You're Just done. forget You're it. You're very sceptical, Miss Morris. And yes. it's your own stories. This is the Irish playing shenanigans and tricks on everybody. Nanigans! Nanigans for Halloween. I will give you your first points of the night. And you are now on two integers which is very beneficial for you because you started on zero. A man who spooked out social media with stories of a child ghoul haunting his flat thinks he has discovered a statue of the evil spirits in Japan. Do you remember back in August, we read out a story of a man whose chair was moving in his apartment. I believe he was in New York. Mm -hmm. And he said it was a little boy. He was an illustrator. He drew the boy and he said half his head was missing. He looked like Linus with Arthur Head missing. Do you remember such things? No. I do. He's now in Japan. He has seen the same ghost in a statue effigy. Adam Ellis, who lives in New York, went viral in August after he posted live Twitter updates about the alleged ghost, which he named Dear David. And last month, he took a trip to the Far East for two weeks, thinking if he left the flat alone long enough, the spirit would leave him be. Really? But the illustrator got the fright of his life when he travelled to the land of the rising sun and discovered the ghoul's likeness in a statue. During his last day in the country, Adam took a stroll around Sapporo, where he spotted the face of his tormentor in a park ornament. He said on Twitter, It's my last full day in Japan. 
The past couple of weeks have been pretty peaceful. I have people taking care of the cats, and they say they've been doing fine. What has that got to do with the story? This morning, he went for a long walk around Sapporo. Well, we want to know how his cats are doing in their haunted house. A, a all random on their own. sentence. I My never cats really... are doing good. Yep. <laughs> the plants have been watered. The mail's been collected. Dishes are done. Milk's not curdling on the doorstep. All's good in the world. I'm, I'm in the land of the rising sun. My well, cats couldn't be happier 16,000 miles away he said I took a wander to see what I could find I came across a statue in a park I couldn't find out any real information about it online but it was weird and pretty I was taking pictures of it from different angles since it's cylindrical I moved around to one side and almost dropped my phone when I saw what it was it felt too similar to be a coincidence I felt dizzy I started to go weaker than knees. It was the kid with the dented head. I don't know. Maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe this is nothing. It doesn't feel like nothing. He shared an update with his followers documenting the spooky goings on, on which he said began last month. So what, he has seen the he face. Say? He saw the face. You've fallen asleep. What's wrong with you? Did he say maybe this is nothing? Maybe. Nailed it! Nailed it! <laughs> Many a true word. The key the key words in the sentence, I don't know, maybe I'm overreacting, maybe this is nothing. Nailed it! Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> you can see the creepy statue of the child with the dented head that's following this gentleman around from New York. To Japan, if you go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers. Land of the Rising Sun, or that's no fun. Big in Japan, or silly man, you decide. It's all there for you. I shall give myself more points. I'm up to four. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of G&H? Oh, a terrified mom calls police after seeing her children as ghosts. And cops turn up to investigate. Of course they do. Yep. What about arresting robberies, criminality, recidivism? No, we're going to go to a mum who's seen the ghosts of her living children. Yes. She has children? Yep. They're alive? Yep. And she saw their ghosts? That doesn't bode well for the afternoon, does it? <laughs> Don't leave your room. Do not step out of your room. Put wow. that toaster down. Do not play in the bath. Cops in Devon were forced to attend to a woman who forced. called 999 claiming she could see her children like ghosts. Another member of the public reported a UFO hovering over a forest, while a second man rung in claiming he was a vampire drinking his own blood. What an I'm, afternoon that was. Wow. I'm confused. All in one afternoon. Ghosts, vampires, and UFOs? All in yes. one place. Who knew? Wow. Oh, my. I always Hodgepodge. said they were connected. Mm -hmm. It's the energy, I tell you. It's the ley lines there. The strange cases were among a dozen listed in a Devon and Cornwall police dossier on supernatural activity. The document reveals police were called to reports of ghosts, vampires, zombies. Three for the price of one. And paranormal activity. Four for the price of one. Seventeen times over the past three years. Seventeen for the price of one. Seventeen's my lucky number. Mm -hmm. Always comes up in bingo. If you choose seventeen on your lottery numbers, I guarantee it will come up. 
others complained about ghosts trying to break into a house, a neighbor coming through a wall, and zombies in the street. We're living in the wrong part of the world. We need to be in Devon. I thought these were sleepy fishing communities, smuggling, pole dark, tin mines. No, it's a lot more exciting over there. Clotted cream, fudge, cream mm. teas, Cornish pasties. <laughs> what do I know? We need to be, we're in the wrong part of the world. Officers attended the scene in many of the cases, although a spokesman said cops would not routinely attend an incident for the report of paranormal activity. He added, an officer will, however, attend if there is concern for the welfare of either the caller or another individual, or where there is a reason to believe an offense may have occurred. So if you ring up and say there's a ghost in my bedroom, that's no good. It needs to be a ghost in your bedroom that's currently causing you some physical harm and issue. <laughs> Cops say the reports are not indicative of the supernatural or paranormal presences in the county. I shall give you more points. You are now on nine at the end of the round. It is ghosts and hauntings. Michelle is on a very large lead on nine points. I'm on four. Heather's on two. And Tanya in Australia is currently still on three. This next round is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. If you've ever dreamt of spotting the Loch Ness Monster from the comfort of your own living room, if you ever see the Loch Ness Monster rising its head above the surface in the comfort of your own living room, then you've got problems with the damp in your house, haven't you, ultimately? <laughs> this is an option for you now for $500,000, half a million dollars. This lodge could be just up your street. The six-bedroom home boasts uninterrupted views of the iconic lake from its location on the banks. It overlooks the area of the lock that has been responsible for more sightings of the creature than any other. Just seven miles outside of Highland Capital Inverness, the man's at Lock End has three reception rooms and six bedrooms. Lying on the popular Great Glen tourist route, it also comes with a quarter of an acre of land and is one of the only properties along the shores of the loch where the view is not obscured by woodland and trees. Estate agent Scal Braith said the manse Lock End is a handsome, traditional former manse in an outstanding location in the Great Glen with a superb south-facing view of the loch. I want it. Until yep. recently, the manse has been run as a successful bed and breakfast with its views to an iconic landmark and easy access to main tourist centres in the Highlands. The property is ideally positioned to take advantage of the tourism business and the opportunities in the area. I want it. Loch Ness is one of the most must-see destinations for most tourists. And with this comes a demand for further accommodation and amenities. This building has huge potential. The home also overlooks the stretch of the lake where the most iconic Nessie snap was taken. Known as the surgeon's photo, it was taken by Robert Kenneth Wilson, a London physician, on the 21st of April 1934. However, it was later revealed to be a fake by one of the participants, Chris Sperling, who on his deathbed said the pictures were staged. This is an amazing building. Have you seen the photographs of this particular building? Yes. This would be a joy. It literally is sat on the lock. You could sit in the comfort of your own lounge, looking out of the window, seeing a pleasure saw every evening. That's it. You're going, are you? I'm starting a Kickstarter to buy it. Kickstarter, we need half a million dollars. I said check the money in the swear jar. 
That's true enough. Miss Morris must have accounted for most of that over the years, do you not think? What? True enough. <laughs> nice view of the lock, or the whole thing's a crock? You decide for yourself. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers, and you can see the amazing building that lies on the shores of Loch Ness, and it's for sale. Oh, I it would have invited listeners over Don't for a weekend. Don't say that. Some of them are very odd and strange. That's the only Scottish song you know, isn't it? I know the one about the ribbon. I have no idea what that means. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of green men and hairy beasties? All right. I've got a man from Casper who was picked up by local law enforcement after claiming to have come from the future. Oh, my. Yes. Do they still have sandwiches in the future? Not for you. That's a film (laughs) reference. Again, if people wish to write in to our Facebook more questions and answers and know what film reference that is, we'll have to get some sort of prize together. Not quite sure what it is. We'll send you an autograph Mm, and a post. A pen. A pen. We'll get you a pen. Somehow, somewhere, there will be a pen. According to reports, the man had been trying to warn members of the public that they should leave the area as soon as possible due to the imminent threat of extraterrestrial invasion, claiming to be from the year 2048. I'm not going to be here. I'm not worried. He told officers that the only way that he could travel through time was to have, oh, let me do it this way. To have aliens. Aliens. Fill my body. Fill my body. With alcohol. Oh, no. They forced it on him. And then I need to stand on a pad. A pad. pad. That's right. So what we're basically saying at this point is that Michelle has been abducted by aliens. Is this why you keep drinking all the time, Michelle? What's this pad we're speaking of? Where will we find such a thing? Follow me. Sweet Jesus. He had intended to arrive in the year 2018, but had seemingly missed his mark. By just a few months. This is what happens when you've got fat fingers and you're trying to press the text buttons. That's right. Adamant that he needed to warn as many people as possible about the impending invasion, he told officers that he needed to speak to the president of the town to discuss the matter further. Wake him up. Hello, this is the president of the town. Who is it, Colin? Go back to bed, Mary. It's political business. But it's three in the morning. I can't see. <laughs> he also runs Carphone Warehouse during the day. I need you to fill me with some alcohol and put me over there on that there pad. <laughs> Let me talk to the president of the town. But it's three o'clock in the morning. He's got to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just pretend for one absurd minute. Oh, I don't think you have to pretend that he's actually right. Okay. If there's, where are we wanting to? You have to evacuate. There's an extraterrestrial invasion. Where are we going? Croydon? You gotta be ready. You gotta be ready. You just gotta be ready. Hang on, let me get a garden fork and a year's supply of baked uh, beans. Let me get a garden hose. <laughs> 
I'm going to hammer those aliens to death. <laughs> it worked in that M. Night Shyamalan one. <laughs> it did. It worked in Shaun well, of the Dead, didn't it? Well, he ended up being arrested for public intox after being and causing a disturbance at a local hospital. Poor little bugger. Aww. Hang on a second. I just fill me with some alcohol. And put me on a pad. <laughs> and stick me on a pad. Helicopter pad. President of the town. I don't think we're giving the guy enough credit because if you remember the very creepy Bill movie yes. from the 1950s, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, uh-huh. he goes to the next town at the end and tries to convince the town that these aliens are coming and they're taking over and they're going to be in these pods and they don't believe him. And at no. the very end of the film, while the police are all sat there in the room, basically saying he's a liar and thinking he's a little bit mad, a call comes in saying that a semi has gone off the road and it's carrying lots of strange pods. No way! There we go. Poor little bugger. I like that story. I shall give you four points, oh, Miss Morris. Oh, yes! Yeah. Four! Are you the president of four. the town? I'm the president of this studio. You get six! <laughs> By the powers vested in me in the More Questions and Answers studio, you are getting up to the hedonistic heights. Of six. Michelle, Mm. it's green men, it's hairy beasties. A weird UFO was spotted flying over a Yellowstone volcano and has sparked a frenzy among the alien hunting community. A positive frenzy. There's a foam of excitement, a a foam, a spume, an excitement of spume firing itself over UFO. I've never been so excited I foamed. Yes. Or spumed. Spumes the foam you get. You don't live anywhere near the sea, do you? When the sea rolls in, that's spume, Michelle. That's dead mermaids. No, it's not. When you've been standing (laughs) on the beach and you suddenly get covered in spume, that's what we're looking at here. Miss Morris, you don't look like you've ever been to the sea in your life. I've never been spumed. You've never been... Well, the night's still young. (laughs) Spume. Drink up, buttercup. Maybe on your horizon. Yay! Let's put the intention out there. Then you come into contact with some spume before no, the end of the night. No, with the president of the town. Of the studio. Of the studio. <laughs> Do I get like a some sort of medal and some sort of hat that I can wear now? Put I'm me pre- on a pad. El <laughs> Presidente. <laughs> oh, say can you say... If we'd have been more accurate, there would have been no flag. The song would never have been Britain. That's just poor... Poor aiming on the part of the Brits, to be honest. <laughs> if we'd have got our finger out and aimed a bit better, there'd be no flag in the morning to even see. That just is a lack of lack of marksmanship, to be honest, on our part. So I can only apologise. Wow. Well, footage has emerged on YouTube, which appears to show some sort of craft darting over the active volcano. What seems to be a metallic and shiny object darts across the left of the screen. The clip was taken on June the 9th, but has only been uploaded to YouTube with the caption, Impressive UFO near Yellowstone Volcano. The Nature Reserve, which straddles the U.S. states of Montana, Wyoming, and Idaho... So no one's living there, then? No. ...has long been a UFO hotspot. Last year, a sighting of small objects went viral when it was seen above the supervolcano. 
There's always activity around volcanoes in the same way there's activity around missile silos and wind turbines. Always a volcano. I don't know what causes that. What are they looking to find in there? Are they like making some potatoes? Are they cooking? Have they got like their arm out of the porthole and they've got a sausage on a stick and they're cooking it over vacono just because they can? Are those sausages done yet? No, they're going to need another minute. But I like mine charcoal. Two aliens, a fork and a sausage hovering over a volcano. Schnitzel. Problem solved. That's true, I tell you. Schnitzel. It's a German woman on her wedding night. Yeah, that's where I was going. I see where we are. Janetta Foresta uploaded a video of the sighting under the heading, Things are flying all over, overnight. Wow. She posted there were more than four at the beginning, and this is overnight, so there is no sun to reflect off a plane. It comes amid fears that the supervolcano may be about to erupt. Wow. Things to look out for. If that goes up now, they're going to think that's alien-inspired, aren't they? I will give you more points. How did you get up to 11? I have no idea. I have no idea either. How does this work? You're like a little bit of a time. It's like the tortoise and the hare. Mm -hmm. You're up to 11. You're in the lead by a very long margin. But all is to play for as we enter the final round, which is the strange and the bizarre. the stories from around the world that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of S&B? A purported psychic who charged an elderly Massachusetts woman more than 3.5 million 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 for exorcisms and spiritual cleansing has pleaded guilty to evading taxes. Uh, did she get that gig? I will turn. I, know. I want a retainer. <laughs> I'll turn cards over whenever you call me for three point five million, regardless of what. pay my taxes for That's the rest right. of your life. You would do that. Of course, I would. Oh my god! Your mother's coming through. She wants to talk to you again, and she really likes about me. toast. Yes. <laughs> of all the things my mother could come through and tell me about, did you used to have toast when you were younger? Yes, yes, we did have toast. My mother did make me toast. This must mm. be my mother. Mm, I like mine lightly toasted, not medium toasted or dark toasted. No, you like warm bread. Yeah, that's true. Right, I like toast. Are you a what? warm bread or a toast person, Michelle? Toast. You prefer toast, Nathan? No. Toast, definitely. Right, three to one, you lose. <laughs> yeah, I just go stand on my pad. I think you better. You've embarrassed yourself. You've embarrassed your friend. You've embarrassed your family. You've embarrassed your country. You have embarrassed the president of, of, the, the, of the United States of more questions than answers. I've got medals coming through the post and a very nice hat coming too. Oh. They're small. It has to braiding be fair, on it. Small medals. Yes, but the braiding's very large and my ribbon's huge. <laughs> It may oh be small my. medals, but the ribbon's massive. Oh, boy. <laughs> Federal I'll front. show you a purple heart. Come here. Whoa. Oh. Put that back. God. Got Sick in, of it. Got that in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was looking for Charlie in amongst the rice fields. This is what happened. Miss Morris. Strange yes. and bizarre. Oh, you want me to continue? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Federal prosecutors say 41-year-old Sally Ann Johnson of South Florida ran businesses that claim to offer psychic readings. Psychic. And, and spiritual cleansing and strengthening. 
I'm going to hold him down and give him a really good hard smudging. And strengthening. Wriggling. I'll smudge you. Same time, Makala, Kangale, defend us, nothing prior. Did you feel Stop stuff? It. You're feeling stuff coming Stop out. Stop it. Can you feel stuff coming out? Stop it. Is it coming out, Miss Morris? Stop it. Can you feel it leaving your body, Miss Morris? Stop it, no. I'll take my hand off your forehead there. <laughs> Someone get a fire blanket, quick. Stop it. <laughs> Between 2007 and 2014, prosecutors say Martha's... We've lost Nathan, he's gone. Vineyard woman. Yeah. <laughs> Remember your breathing. Get off her! <laughs> he's going to need the hind lick maneuver very shortly. Paid Johnson more than $3.5 for services that claim to rid the woman of demons! Prosecutors say Johnson didn't report the income and tried to hide the money so she wouldn't have to pay taxes on it. Johnson pleaded guilty in federal court in Boston Thursday and has agreed to repay the woman. Yeah, right. If she claims that she's a religious group, she doesn't have to pay any tax. Um, Start a church. Don't pay tax. Hurrah. Thought about it. The yeah. Church of Michelle. The Church of Bless MQTA. You, my child. I'm going to purge MQTA. your soul of Satan. Mm, it's going good to cost luck. you $3.5 million. <laughs> what was that? That's Did she right. take a bag of wine? Get your money out. <laughs> well, she's expected to be sentenced in January. That's how long she has to wait. And Johnson's attorney declined to comment. Yeah. Who are giving up this kind of money? It's ridiculous. Uh, 3.5 million turning cards woman. I'm turning tarot cards over on street corners for, for $10, $10 a go I feel cheap and dirty I'm sorry <laughs> you look a little you soiled <laughs> a little bit soiled you are oh, look, Mr. You've President got the moon <laughs> the moon's a very interesting card <laughs> nocturnal activities <laughs> the cycles of a woman <laughs> I know <laughs> things that go Bump in the night. <laughs> we now enter the last round of the evening that is not for your mother, which means you are now listening in our archives. So thank you for coming to find us. We appreciate your help and your support. If you could press the little orange love heart if you're on SoundCloud right now to show us how much you appreciate the show, we would really appreciate that. I have a story here in the round of not for your mother. If your mother's listening, she's of a nervous disposition. She needs to be removed. She needs to be taken upstairs, cookies, milk. A romance novel. Kick her of, out. Out of harm's way. Yeah. Speeding. It's for dummies, right? So who better to combat the problem of motorists who drive too fast than Betty, the road safety mannequin? Anyone? Betty. She's Betty. Re anyone who recently visited the Gloucester borders will have spotted her, especially if they pass through the village of Aston Ingham, because it's there at the side of the B4221. <laughs> That she stands, regardless of the weather, ready to warn drivers of the importance of sticking to the 30 miles an hour stipulated limit. Betty. Wet leaves, low sun, poor light and fog, not to mention clomping great tractors coming around corners, pulling trailers behind them, are all factors Betty goes slow. Wants drivers to consider as they barrel around the area's winding country lanes. Hold on. Paying little heed. So the damage and the heartbreak they could cause. Did you just say her name was Betty Go Slow? Yes. Betty Go Slow. Like better. Better Go Slow. No, Betty. Well, hurrah. Well done. There we go. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Back of the net. Nailed it. 
But now this is where it gets interesting because Betty's wardrobe has more in common with the catwalk and prostitution. They dress the mannequin up Betty, Betty both ways. What's her name? Better go slow. <laughs> Close what? enough. They've dressed her up like a hooker. They have. Like She's, what? Well, let me continue. You'll see. All will be revealed. She's previously been spotted sporting everything from a lady of the manor tweed number mm. to anyone for tennis. Oh. They've dressed mm. the mannequin up. They've put a short skirt on her, stocking suspenders, the whole works. Everyone slows down to look at her. They slow down to look at her before they go into the village. Because they think she's real. Some people do. Some people just want to see what she's wearing. Mm, it's all done to make drivers slow down to gulp of what she's wearing. Or wonder why there's some woman standing in the bush with no shoes on. <laughs> really? What? She's even got her own Facebook page where she poses in mini skirts and low cut dots tops and holds a bottle of wine. The Minx. <laughs> Oh, and a bag of in wine. In a bag of wine. <laughs> we can do that job. Yeah. How much does she get paid? Yeah. You're doing it now. <laughs> However, it's yeah. hoped Betty won't be needed much longer. A wish which will be granted should the local authority install an electronic speed reminder in the near future. Wouldn't look as good. The president of the town is going to get rid of her? He's oh. going to put a bra on her. He's going to take her away for a weekend. Oh. To his country estate in Highgrove. Champagne for everyone. Mm. Yay! They'll be hiking. <laughs> Does that fresh come air. in a bag? I'm thinking somewhere in the world. <laughs> the trouble with champagne in a bag is if you shook it up, it would just inflate. And if you held on to it, you'd be going over the chimney pots, over the roofs, floating off to France in a northwesterly direction. But when it comes to it, Betty will sadly return to her previous job in retail. She's now got a job in the window of Dorothy Perkins in Lidney Avenue. Oh, poor little thing. Just a mannequin called Betty. Or she's making me sweaty. You decide! Go to our Facebook site and see Betty, the prostitute mannequin, slowing traffic down across the nation of Great Britain. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Horrified Julie Edwards saw the body part when her dog Molly began rolling around with it in the sand. What you got there, boy? What you got? A dog walker claims her pet sniffed out a severed anyone? Weenus, anyone? Twig and schnitzel. Da. Da. A schnitzel. So the dog is going for a walk on the beach. What have you got in your mouth, boy? What have you got there? Bit of driftwood? Oh. Oh. Severed human penis. Oh, it wasn't even a fake one? Unzetestically. Oh, no. Oh. The whole works. The whole, the whole, the whole business. The whole twig no, and berries. No, 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 no. Was it a real one or a fake one? We'll get to that. Oh. oh. We do think it's real. We do. Yes. There is a difference. Did it taste real? That's the dog. <laughs> <laughs> he says it tasted rough. I love this show. I love this show. Boom! Shock Julie Edwards said of Basset Hound Molly, my dog found the body part. I could see she was about to roll something around. She's flicking it about. Yeah. She's got it in her chops, as uh, dogs do. Very oral. Lots of chewing. It looked like an intact penis and testicles. She threw it away. Three times she threw it away, and three times the dog brought it back. Like a boomerang. 
You'd have to wonder what the dog's breath tasted like at that point, wouldn't you? Do you know what I mean? What did it smell like, the dog's breath? Twizzlers. Twizzlers. Why would it smell of Twizzlers? I don't know. I'm guessing. Okay. <laughs> this got very surreal very quickly, didn't yeah. it? This has got away from me somewhat. <laughs> she reported the September 25th find on Breen Beach in Somerset. I've been to Breen. I've actually been on holiday and spent a week at Breen Did you leave Beach. anything there? I'm sure I would have remembered. Mm. You know, I don't use it very often, but it's nice to know it's there, right? Mm. Gone. And the coroner is investigating. The coroner. Mm-hmm. It looks like a dead one to me. Oh, so it's not plastique. No, no. But a police spokesman, spokesman said it was the first reported to us as a body part, but investigations have revealed that it might not be human. It might not be human? What, Alien? Gorilla Willy. What? Sasquatch. Sasquatch washed up on the south coast. Nessie. Nessie Willy. Oh, reported to the president. He's got a hotline. Of the town. (laughs) (laughs) I told you not to wake me up at three in the morning unless there was... I just go stand on my pad. Yeah. (laughs) Is there room for two on that there pad? Animal weenuses washed up on the beach. You'd have to clean your dog's teeth at that point. How would you explain that to the neighbours if the neighbours petted your dog and thought, what's that on its breath? That would take a lot of explaining. That would be very embarrassing, No, if your neighbours recognise the smell, then you would question your neighbours. Yes. Okay. So more (laughs) questions and answers is what we're saying. I would get the wiener away from the dog first. Is it worse for the owner or the neighbours if you smelled it on the dog's breath? Who's that implicating at that point? Do you mm, see what I'm saying? Neighbours. To be fair, the dog was female. So mm. I'm just going to put that out there. Molly. Molly. Consenting. Very odd and very strange. And if people wish to see that, it's on our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian. Mm, quick note. Quick personal note. note I had a basset hound. Yes. I loved him to death. What was his name? His name was Cletus. Cletus. But he had, oh, he was the most adorable a thing ever. A set of plums ever. on him. He had a, he did have like a, a donkey. set of plums <gasps> that would drag in the snow during the winter time. <laughs> That's not good in Minnesota, is no, it? No, it, it really is true. He had more than just the set of paw prints during the winter time. And <laughs> his nickname was Peter. Snow, Peter. <laughs> he, didn't, he needed a snowshoe for it, didn't he? Rarely called him Cletus, always called him Peter. Peter, come here. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he did have very short, stubby legs. I loved him. I never met this dog. I don't know what this dog was like. Oh, I loved him. So if any of our listeners has a basset hound puppy, send him my way. Oh. I could use another Peter. This was. Why, well, was one not good enough? <laughs> this, this was a basset hound. This basset yeah. hound yeah. found this. I know. Yeah, I know. They're very good at sniffing things out, aren't they? They are um, next to bloodhounds. They are the best dog to sniff out anything to find find a weed. it's true and their ears are actually used to kick up scent Mm -hmm. to help them sniff out stuff i never knew so is that why your ears are so large michelle yes she picks up stuff like she smells very good you need a wash thank you (laughs) (laughs) i did it when this show started over an hour ago i can assure you mr president (laughs) miss morris minion of the republic of more questions and answers Minion, second in control, command, yes. vice president to more questions and answers. Yes. President of everything you survey in the studio. Yes. What have you got for me in the round of not for your mother? 
Well. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate to say it. No, you don't. A trio of Japanese porn stars. Trio. What? Yeah, it starts off well, doesn't it? Are to star in a bizarre new theater show in which they will break wind in front of the audience. Mm-hmm. Let's go and see yeah. those. Uh, do you want to go and see Blade Runner or should we go and see those three Japanese women? Those party. Porn star Japanese women, might I add. What I would say is that, correct me if I'm wrong, but once, you know. The seal's broken. The horse has bolted. That's going to be a very quiet evening, isn't it? I mean, you could probably squeeze out a couple. but A you know, tune or two. Yeah, after the first few minutes, you know, you could start well. But where I'm going with this is that after a period of the first few minutes... I don't know why you know this, Mr. President. Things will be exhausted. There is not an inexhaustible supply of gaseous emissions taking place at this point. I would like to argue that statement because I've heard it... From other sources. <gasps> oh. And there Mr. is not. President. Mr. President. <laughs> wow. Can you imagine, Michelle, do you want to go on a date? First date, tickets for the front row. Couldn't be better. <laughs> there you go. No. And Lovely. all you could think. I want to go to Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> not happening. Not happening. Please. <laughs> They're selling CDs in the lobby. No. <laughs> I like track four. It's called Juice Anyone. <laughs> track six called The Princess. And the P. Oh, little bit extra. <laughs> the Princess and the P. No. Number two is called The Bronx Cheer. Number two. <laughs> oh. That's got some bass notes. Clingy. Adult film actresses Reno Ahira. Reno me Akimi. <laughs> me, I'm skinny. And Miro Ohura. Miro on the wall. Are to launch the program called Let's All Hear a Beautiful Girl Fought Together. <laughs> trio. Trio. Yeah, buy your tickets now. And it's not the first time the trio has It's not tried the blues, is it, by any chance? To break wind on demand. After they appeared on Japanese channel Paradise TV's uh, The Fart Program in August. There's oh, a fart program? Yeah. I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Although. <laughs> That's got to be better than The Curse but of Oak Island. <laughs> oh, you stop it. I've seen Yay. you watching Cake Farting before. Well, that was an accident that you came in the room too soon. I told you to give me 10 minutes. <laughs> That's just weird. Am I going red? <laughs> I love cake. Gonna love me some cake. Farty old cake. <laughs> I'd still have eaten it. I don't care what anyone yeah! <laughs> Mr. President! Cake farting. <laughs> the candle disappeared as well. <laughs> Make a wish. Well, that was my eighth birthday party. <laughs> God! Their performance was noted as not skillful on that program, sadly. There was uh, a bum note. <laughs> according to Sora Newell's 24, the organizers of the show want to bring a droid to Japan's a 124 million uh, fart fan. <laughs> fart fan. And to test women to 
Uh, the limit of uh, the intestine. The limits of their intestine. Yeah, they want to see how far they can go. <sighs> Tickets cost twenty pounds, but Money shows. Well but show bosses have also warned customers to beware of disappointments, stating depending. On uh, their uh, personal uh, condition, it may be un- impossible for them to afford no matter how hard they try. I said that three minutes ago. I was there on the money. I yes, can see where the floor is. but all you have to do is eat Brussels and beans and you're freaking fine. Onion, French or, onion soup. Or sauerkraut or onions. French onion soup. I, I swear to God, it's like I'm breathing. French onion soup for me. You what, can inhale it? from there. You can see his shorts just suck up into the bum crack and then disappear. Comes back <laughs> the out. shorts I've lost over the years. Oh, Michelle, what, I'm French onion soup. What, what, what's doing it for you? What's the worst thing you could do? I don't fart. No, you just... Mm. Uh, Sigh. Silently. Pain, sigh silently. Of course you do. Morris, what are you going with? Well, you tell me I whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're walking. The... There's dogs barking in the street. <laughs> you can't hear it. You have to have really sensitive hearing. <laughs> There's old men checking their like, ear aids. Like uh, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> she whistled once I in a bar. I can't whistle or I'd do it. <laughs> Four old men check their ear aids. And the dogs cock their heads. Anyway... <laughs> you said cock. <laughs> but variety has also been promised with adverts promising our thoughts while wearing a street crawls. Oh, a street oh, crawls. A thoughts while wearing a swimsuit. And uh, farts while wearing a cosplay outfit. A cow's what? A cosplay. 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 Outfit uh, will uh, stimulate your sense of a sight and your sense of a smell. No. Yes. No. The show takes place at the Tokyo Theater on October 21st, so buy your tickets. They are available in advance or at the door. The art of breaking wind for an audience is known as flatulism. Oh, that's loose. Flatulism. Flatulism. Yes, it's kind of like botulism. And has been popular since as early as the 4th century. Roman emperors actually invented whoopee cushions during Roman feasts. No. They did. With what? Like cheap intestines? Yes, exactly like that. Really? Yes. People laughed so hard they died back in the day from such No, they did. Historical fact. It's all You're there. You're lying. Look up Roman feast, Roman emperor. Roman sheep bladder farts. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey. Roman emperor whoopee cushion. It'll all be there for you. Flatulists will often break wind to create a rhythm. And the practice became very popular in medieval Ireland. Oh, for God's sake. Japanese. (laughs) Jesus, Murphy. Japanese smell. (laughs) You you naughty girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to need bleaching. I'm going to have to bleach that or boil that. I don't know how to do it right. Hang on. What are you doing? (laughs) Put your pants back on. Do it again. Do it again. Do you see that candle go out on the other side of the studio? It went straight out. 
<laughs> Nathan lost his hat. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> She's my brown eyed girl. Do you remember when? Well, all good President. things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores. <laughs> In last place. Is that right? No, that's the wedding march. (laughs) That's actually the German national anthem, but let's not split hairs. It's all bark, right? And no bite. That's what Michelle wants in life. She wants to walk up the aisle to the German national anthem. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't she look fabulous? Look at her. She's even got the cheek to wear white. And is that a sausage she's holding? It's a schnitzel. I've never seen a bouquet made of sausage before. Three three of the wedding guests fall to get that sausage when she threw it over her shoulder. Getting the records muddled up. Easily done, isn't it, with German music? You wanted Bach's The Wedding March and you got the German national anthem. Great. Good times. In last place is everybody, apparently. Who cares? Who cares? Is Tanya, who scored three. I'm sorry, Tanya. I did my my best for you. Heather is in second place. I only managed third, but Michelle wins by a country mile and has scored 11 and is winning the $33,000 IR camera. But don't worry. We'll jump her in the car park and get it back for next week. (laughs) Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal. Strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with adrian lee or you can join my twitter account at adrian underscore lee underscore tips remember we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show if you go to soundcloud.com search for mqta and we do a round called not for your mother that we can't read out on air remember if you wish to donate to the show you need to go to patreon.com mqta radio and a single dollar we'd be very grateful for. My gratitude and gratitude thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Yaton Drain, and Nathan Bush, Michelle Corey, and all of the International Paranormal Society at interparanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group, MUFON of Minnesota, Martin's Online Auctions, and Frank Zolchek. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening. And remember, be interested. Good night.